the soundtrack to your student life. Ram Ram. Hello everyone, my name is Cynthia. Welcome to Ram Air Radio in the University of Bradford. Today on the show we are chatting about, of course, the Knife Angel. The Knife Angel visited us on the 3rd of April. The unveiling happened and um, the closing ceremony was on the 27th of April. April 2023. Today in the studio, we're chatting about um, what happened, the impact the knife angel has had on us, how it has affected policing. As this awareness, did this really raise any awareness to everyone in the in the city of Bradford? And who better to chat with me in the studio than the pretty, the gorgeous, she's a pro now. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Buchan is in the studio. It's good to have you in the studio again. Hi, thank you. You have been on the roll. This is your third podcast with us. How does it feel? <laughs> Do you know, yeah, it's great. It's really nice to be back. Thank you for having me, yeah. I'll be looking in for some more soon as well. Yeah, <laughs> she's already a pro now. <laughs> and um, I remember we had um, the the podcast with Gucci, and I was looking at you, and I said, "No, Michelle, Michelle has really changed." <laughs> but it's good. It's I'm all ha- good fun. It's all good fun. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Very, very good. Of course, uh, James Preston is in the studio. How does it feel to be back? Brilliant. Thanks for having me. Great. Um, so, the knife angel has come and has gone. How was the closing ceremony, Michelle? Yeah, it was. It was great. It was a really good turnout, which was, you know, all we wanted, and it, uh, it didn't rain as well, which was, which was fabulous. Yes. Um, you know, and I think, I guess we had we had a variety of things going at the closing ceremony. So one thing that I really wanted to do was speak to everyone about the sort of um, a very short uh, update around the impact of, of the last month because. You know, we were, you know, we kind of exceeded what we uh, set out to achieve as such. So it kind of, it felt really important to do that. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I guess in terms of the actual event, we sort of, um, so I gave the update in terms of how we've, how we've moved things forward. But also we had uh, a very special guest with us. We had the uh, sculptor, Alfie uh, Bradley, who came and spoke to us, which was absolutely amazing. We were really grateful that he came to do that and took the time to do that. So I think it just kind of brought the sculpture to life for everybody, um, you know, hearing from, you know, from the origin of the idea, you know, the, uh, the story of making the sculpture. And also, um, you know, kind of how, how it's turned into uh, an anti-violence monument that's touring in the UK as well, which is, was never actually <laughs> set out to do. So, so that was great. We also gave um, the awards out to the competition winners, the Knife Angel Art Competition winners, uh, which was great to see the children came and took their awards and uh, got their pride, picked their prizes up. Uh, and the adults as well. So, yeah, it was a really nice event and it's everything we wanted it to be. I, I think I wanted us to um, say how grateful we are in the university. I mean, both of you have actually sacrificed your time. Um, we had the first one where we spoke about what we were expecting um, with the Knife Angel. Then we had the second one with um, someone named Gucci. Yeah, uh, where he shared his own experience in prison and how, like, what the, what led him to prison and all, and we're having this one now. This is like the workshop, 
and I'm excited both of you are in the studio to talk about it. Um, James, mm-hmm. um, the knife angel has come. How has that impacted or how has that affected policing for you? Um, well, just to start off with, I'd like to say that I'm very proud and privileged to have been involved in uh, the Knife Angel coming to Bradford. It was a real an amazing experience for um, myself personally and um, you know, I think it's been a real benefit for the people of Bradford. Um, so in terms of changing policing, um, so we set out with the focus. Um, obviously, the knife family is quite sort of simple in its premise of your hand in your knives, surrender sure. them. Um, but we put an additional um, spotlight on the fact that this legislation change had taken place mm. um, and you're not allowed to have certain weapons now um, in private. Um, so putting the spotlight on that, like I said, um, I think drove uh, surrenders. People really got behind it and were thinking, hold on, we've got a few of these tucked behind uh, um, in the cabinet somewhere in the house. Let's get them out, let's get them in surrendered at Trafalgar House Police Station. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's it's not an easy thing, you know, going with a weapon and, and getting yourself down to a police station and then walking in there and handing it over. And I'm just really uh, proud of what we've achieved. And I think we've done really well. We have 53 weapons surrendered, and some of them, you know, um, I think Michelle and I were worried at the start we were just going to get a load of uh, cutlery, cutting knives. But we ended up with some real uh, formidable weapons, you know, uh, machetes, uh, proper swords, uh, daggers, hunting knives. The Rambo knife, yeah. We've got them now. They're in our, they're in our possession, and. the plan is, um, I don't speak too soon, but plan is we do something really positive with those mm. uh, for Bradford going forward. Mm. But that's in the early stages at the moment. I was going to ask, like, who moves around with the machetes? Mm. Like, mm. why would you have a machete with you? Okay, um, Michelle, I wanted to ask you about um, the knife angel. Um, we're talking about documenting it, and you said that you've had like pictures and all of that. Um, yeah. I mean, um, pictorial images and all for you do you think that the knife angel has um, really impacted the safety of Bradford yeah I mean as James said it's in the early stages isn't it looking at the impact because obviously it's only been gone um well it actually went yesterday uh, morning um I think we've had um so as I've mentioned before on the earlier podcast we had our own staff down at the knife angel across the month uh, Monday to Friday and then a lot of the Saturdays as well we did some events on Sundays um, and what I said in my speech at the closing event is that um, we've had thousands and thousands of visitors down to the Knife Angel and people had travelled far and wide as well. Mm. Um, we'd had um, quite a lot of people sign up to become anti-violence champions and, you know, put a pledge in um, and post yeah. their pledge down at the Knife Angel as well, which was great. Um, early indications are, you know, we've, we've, we've got thousands of those. Um, we haven't fully counted them all because we were sort of collecting them in different areas as well. So it's, you know, it's hard to sort of even guesstimate what, you know, the numbers of that. Um, we, I did originally want to try and count all the visitors down to the Knife Angel with some sort of, you know, clicker, whatever, but it just wasn't viable at all because there was just a steady stream of people constantly. And obviously we didn't have staff there the whole time, but, you know, security was changing, etc. Um, so we had a lot of visitors, ultimately. We had a lot of um, people sign up to be anti-violence champions. We've That's also... Big. Yeah, yeah, huge, huge. Um, you know, we've had a huge media drive, which has been fantastic. We've had this podcast, which has been great. We've had yeah. TV coverage, um, you know, newspaper coverage. We're on the front page of the Archie Post. You know, it's just been wonderful. 
Um, but in terms of actual impact, um, I'm going to be working to create um, an impact report, which I have to do as part of the um, hosting of the Knife Angel. Um, so once we have all that information, that we know, we will be putting that out there. Um, but what we do know is that we delivered um, 57 large assemblies with our youth engagement and support team, sorry, and that's through uh, James's team uh, and the youth justice team. Um, and that, that sort of reached around 10,500 children across the three weeks because uh, obviously we had the Easter holidays in there as well, so it's an mm. amazing achievement for those. Um, you know, we've partners as well. We also attended over um, 43 primary schools, which is, you know, around about 16,000 children in total um, that were, you know, received some sort of intervention across the month. Um, and that's not even including all the children that visited as, you know, the scouts yes. events um, and everything. So early indications are we set out for 10,000 people and we have absolutely smashed that, which is amazing. <laughs> so, yeah. Great. Uh, part of what you do is um, to support people, um, people who have been involved in knife crime, and uh, which is really, really incredible yeah i'm so proud of them that i remember when gucci was here and you were talking about how that you're going to um you're going to have to do like do like a report for him which is going to um um which is going which is going to the judge and which will definitely affect his um sentencing uh, is there any update on that yeah, so um, when someone commits an offence, um, if it's a you know if they're looking at potential going to custody, mm. um, whether an adult or a child, they will uh, the court often requests um, a pre-sentence report. Um, they're written by probation officers usually for adults, um, mm-hmm. and then in the youth justice service, probation officers or social workers who work with us are especially trained to write those reports. So that report is ongoing. Um, you know, it covers um, Gucci's. Um, history in terms of his family his you know his his background Mm. his schooling um you know any sort of uh, aspirations that he has for his future how he's um sort of run his life if he's had any drugs or alcohol issues you know were they related to the offense that kind of thing um does this affect the sentencing yeah so as part of that as part of that report we then also look at the offense and analyze that offense so as part of analyzing the offense you'd be looking at someone's motivation um for committing the offense okay you know was it planned was it you know was it a random um offense uh, we'd also be looking at um whether they were taking responsibility for what their actions and whether they were showing remorse and obviously we're trained to to analyze that so mm. that all goes in that all will go in the report and at the end of the report we also assess risk Mm. Um, what we feel, you know, can can Goops's risk be managed in the community effectively by, you know, a support package? And also, um, you know, is he um, assessed as uh, dangerous? Um, and that by, da- by dangerousness in the courts, what that means is whether we think he is likely to commit another serious specified offence. Um, so we'd be assessing for that as well. Mm. Um, and then the final part of the report will include um, our recommendations for sentence. Um, so, so yeah, that, that report is ongoing at the moment. Um, you know, we are putting a recommendation in um, for Gucci to be uh, rehabilitated because in the community. Because he's really had a very good one. Yeah, I mean. absolutely. He's done, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a fine balance because what we don't want to do is, you know, we want to work with the victim and make sure they're having their voice heard because that's really important. We don't want to, um, you know underestimate the impact of that offence had on that victim or for the community as a whole that's so important but equally we also want to make sure that Gucci is rehabilitated in the community and also um, you know able to you know move forward with his life because like you say he's doing really well Um, 
so yeah, we will we'll see how that goes. But that's uh, an ongoing piece of work at the moment. I was going to. Uh, I'm definitely uh, wanting to know about the victim. But let me ask James this: What do you think that for us as students? How do you think that we can, um, when you, when you um, recognize your trigger, when you want to get like up, get upset while fighting or doing any violent um, activity? What do you? What's your advice for students? How can we? stay calm and make sure that we don't like of um, commit any offense um it's a big question but, <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. well i think everyone personally knows their limits and their own triggers don't they and what makes them angry sure. um obviously as a police officer mm. i'm obviously a patient person and I, you know i can control myself um, but I'm not involved and I've not got the same sort of pressures as a lot of young people have or, and adults as well, you know, going through their lives. And, you know, it's it's important that together police and our partners um, understand what the uh, reasons are why people commit certain crime types and specifically about sort of knife, arm, knife arming and weapon offences. And obviously the key here is for them not to be present in whatever goes on. You know, um, in the case of Gucci, for example, you know, and it's a, it's an example that happens time and time again. You know, you've got um, a youth who's made bad choice sure. after bad choice, mm. and those bad choices have accumulated together to lead up to something that... Um, really big. A, a chain of events that everyone regrets. He regrets, family, his family regrets, the victim's family, obviously, have got the impact on them. Now, these are things that we want to try and embed within youth as they grow up, mm. to try and stop these things from happening. What's your advice for um, students or young adults who, are, who, who feel the need to move around with um, weapons? Um, well, obviously, um, when we're talking about students here, we're talking about adults. So if they're, ch you know, they've, they're making an adult uh, decision to have a weapon, um, I'm hoping there are none in this university that are doing I'm that. I'm hoping they're not. <laughs> Um, but obviously, um, as you're moving about, you know that we know that, that you know, in the same as any big city, there are some people that would potentially be carrying a weapon. Um, police and partner agencies are trying to do our best to negate that. Um, but you've got it's to avo avoid these confrontational situations, I suppose. Uh, and if you're not good at handling situations like that, just potentially maybe getting some advice online. You know, go online about how to de-escalate situations and and not. As, you know, building totally part of the problem that's, that's, that's happening in front of you. Sure. I mean, it's a difficult thing to say because obviously you've got a right to defend yourself under law, but it's to avoid those situations in the first place, exactly. I think, is key to this. Um, Michelle, with the victims, um, I can imagine the family that um, this happened to and they would just be like, oh, no, we want him to be convicted, we want him to be convicted. Mm -hmm. is, that, is, that, is that it with the victims that Gucci... Yeah, I mean, I can't, um, I can't comment on um, the specific victim with Gucci just because it's okay. an ongoing case. But I think generally, we, when we're sort of writing, well, when our staff are writing pre-sentence reports, we do, um, you know, we do look at victim impact statements that are given, uh, and we do look at, um, you know, what the victim is asking for. You know, it does, it does form part of the report. It very much depends, and sometimes the type of offence doesn't really um, match up with what the victim wants. So sometimes the victim might want, you know, 
a big long custody sentence and actually the offence doesn't warrant it because obviously what and, and you know that's in no sort of disregard to the victim but sometimes the impact on an offence is bigger when the offence isn't um you know as, as serious okay. um you know so that, you know an example could be burglary where you know someone is impacted for the rest of their life but actually mm. you know then you're looking at someone who's been stabbed and you know actually it might not affect them for the rest of their life so it's mm. you know i mean it, it's likely to but it might not so it very much depends um, so it's it's hard to say sort of generally. Um, I think what we're finding as time is going on, and the longer I've worked, obviously worked in the criminal justice system for over 20 years, but what I'm finding now is that victims tend to be more open to restorative justice processes. Oh, that's good. Yeah, um, less likely to um, you know wanting um, you know perpetrators to particularly go to custody. Um, I mean, obviously not um, you know including sexual offences in that usually, but um, you know if it's a sort of a, a smaller offence, most. Most victims just want it to not happen again to anybody else. Sure. Um, and, you know, sure. we've run quite a few restorative justice events this month and we've had a few people who've been victims of various offences, one robbery, one um, burglary, and that was the message they were really pushing towards. You know, it's it, it's about them not wanting to, you know, to happen again to Any anybody. Yeah, exactly. And it, and if and, and actually what we know about prison is usually mm. that doesn't make much difference. It's more mm. when they're being rehabilitated in the community. So... Uh, doesn't mean people shouldn't go to custody because obviously you know there's an element of punishment there, but you know sometimes it isn't the right option and outcome okay. for for a young person. Mm-hmm. Um, James, I was going to ask you: Would it be would it would the um, sentence would would the sentence be different if the person which is stabbed had died? Uh, yes, of course. Yeah. Um, oh, so, so that would okay. have changed it to a much more serious offence of uh, manslaughter. Well, he's still young. He's, he's still under yeah. eighteen. Yeah, but there's certain um, certain offences you commit that carry minimum um, punishments, and you can't really get around those in this particular. In fact, I don't want to talk about the, the particular set of circumstances with Gucci, but in general, you know, everything's considered as to the circumstances that led to whatever okay. went on. Okay. Um, I think there's an assumption that a lot of the time that you know some big bad guy going around mm. uh, and and you know intending to do it from the start it's very it's mostly not that case it's it's more mm. down to poor decision making sure. um and it's something that we need to work uh, better at and joined up thinking as how we can stop young people making and adults making poor decisions that lead to these offenses that can be so devastating to everyone so it's just very few months right now because like the person so he's not going to go to prison again I'm asking, like, sorry. Are we talking about Gucci now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I don't think he will go to prison again because, I mean, it's, it's hard. Yeah, I mean, it, the thing is, I think when when someone commits a serious offence, they're likely to get remanded into, into custody, whether they're an adult or a, or a young person. Mm. Obviously, that's what happened to Gucci. He then was assaulted himself. Um, you know, he, I think it was four months he did on remand, wasn't it? And um, he was assaulted himself significantly. Um, but then it was deemed that he could be... Uh, managed, you know, the risk he could be managed in the community out of area. Um, so, so that's what happened for Gucci. Now, that period of remand will go, um, shall I say, for him. You know, there's a positive thing because you know he did really well whilst, whilst he was in custody. Um, you know, the, the youth justice service wouldn't be promoting custody for you know for any young person because we try and um, avoid that. But obviously, like I said to you before, if it's a serious offence, then obviously sometimes that does need to happen. Um, you know, if it, if this had been a murder case, then we would obviously that we would have to be promoting custody because that is you know 
um, you know, that that would be a standard sentence, as James mentioned. And, sure. you, you know, you'd, you'd like sure. to receive a life, life, uh, life license for something um, that serious. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's difficult to not give details, specific yeah, details. No, yeah, uh, yeah, but, yeah, that's a uh, sort of roundabout answer. Oh, but um, very, is this sad or... Well, sadly, the Knife Angel has left us in Bradford. Where is the Knife Angel going to now? Okay, so yesterday morning um, it was packed up and sent over to crew. Um, so it's going to be there for the rest of the month, uh, the rest of May. They've got their opening event today, I understand. So it's been great working with them and uh, <laughs> passing passing the Knife Angel on. So sad to see it go, but it's oh. been just a, such a great eventful month and um, I need a rest now. <laughs> But, I mean, everyone would agree that, I mean, the past couple of days has been very eventful and you've had, like, so many um, events done, so many people visiting, which mm-hmm. is really great. Yeah. Um, I feel like the awareness has done so much in Bradford and uh, all kudos to you, you, well done. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what's next? Well, so I'm going to be working to sort of um, create the impact report, as I mentioned before. So that's yes. going to be a huge piece of work. And I'll be, I won't be doing that by myself, we'll be, although I'll be writing it. I'll be working with the 35 partners, including James and Yay. you know all the other partners that have been involved in the project from the beginning. And that's really important. It's that sort of joint up working because, as James mentioned, it's... It's about how we move forward, isn't it? Mm. So we're going to have um, a Knife Angel Legacy Fund, which we have been raising money um, over the last month, you know, down at the Knife Angel and also at other places. So we'll be counting mm. that money up and working out how we're going to use that as well. Um, and we will also, well, the, the plan, and this isn't um, in stone, but the plan mm. is to run um, a yearly anti-violence month Whoa, every year uh, for Bradford because we want it to have continue having that impact yeah, and that momentum yeah. and you know and all the rest of it so uh, that's really important for us uh, working out how to spend the money uh, and we want that money to go into the community to stop and reduce um, obviously people using violence to solve their problems um, and that isn't just for young people just for the community as a whole we're also looking at whether we can um, potentially get our own sculpture of some description but we'll, uh, we'll see where that goes Whilst you're getting your sculpture, I'm sure you're going to get like, try and get a studio so we can do a podcast. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> so, James, I wanted to ask you, are there other challenges, um, are there any other challenges to tackle um, knife crime in Bradford? How can we also make um, Bradford a safer place for students? Yes. I mean, so we've got the Safe Task Force in place that's done at the uh, presentations uh, on knife crime, um, and I think in, in the last podcast I, I said about I, did, I, th- I thought we'd reached a point where we couldn't really improve, and I'll take that back. Um, <laughs> take that back because we can, of course, we can improve. It's, it's about a constant evolving Definitely. situation. So, you know, Bradford, um, uh, we need to improve this for Bradford. It's mm. not, you know, in terms of comparing it to other cities, it's it's not up there in terms of this particular issue, mm. but. Um, we just need to get into these young people's uh, mindsets as sure. early as we can, you know, right sure. from pr- starting at primary, right through, working together, different partner agencies, um, and um, just looking as to, you know, because we, what we think may be what the youth needs to hear to change mm. those mindsets might not be the case. So we need to be engaging across the board, engaging with youth, mm. uh, linking with partner agencies, getting this message right. Um, and it's not just about... Um, violent crime it's about you know 
other things that can impact them going forward into their lives. Shade sure. of sexual imagery is a big, big one, for mm. example. You know, um, dignity and respect, healthy relationships. Um, these are all things that we need to be driving together. Um, Constantly so, driving. Because yeah. sure. ultimately what we want is young people to go into adulthood and live, you know, Free. lives yeah, lives where they're, you know, they're treating other people with, with, with respect and, and having, you know, decent decent lives, free from mm-hmm. um, crime and, you know, being affected by antisocial behaviour themselves. So mm-hmm. it's what we all want. It's what we've got to strive to, to achieve uh, across the country and, and in Bradford together. Uh, I also want to give you the um, the chance to appreciate any agency or anyone who has actually been a part of Knife Angel. This is like the platform for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you know you put me on the spot now? There's 35 partners, oh. isn't there? Um, and I don't want to miss anyone out, so I'm not going to try and list them. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, it'll be a little bit, little bit like. Um, well, thank you to everyone who's made it happen. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you to all the partners, and do you know what? Not just the partners, because actually the main, the main partner, which was the most important one, was the public and yeah. of Bradford, and they have been absolutely amazing. Everyone who's been visited the Knife Angel, you know, we've had quite a pe- few people visit more than once, which has been yeah, great. Yeah, I've visited twice, and you know, speak to us um, down at the tent down there, and you know, and sign up to be an anti-violence champion. You know, thank you to everyone who's done that. Thank you to all the teachers that have brought, you know, school trips down there. Um, every single person that's been involved in any of the events as well. It's just been wonderful. Um, the event, um, the, well, the, the whole Knife Angel Month and Anti-Violence Month website will remain open for the for the next year and all the partners are on there if anyone would like to Perfect. look at those. So that's um, bradford.gov.uk forward slash Knife Angel. So everything is on there, um, you know, and there's downloadable information and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it is, you know, it's it, it, that will remain. And obviously once we get the legacy uh, project up and running and moving forward we'll update that as well and probably create a new site so so yeah this isn't the end the knife <laughs> angel and um, thank you to everyone who's been involved and to yourself as well for having mm. us and you know running this podcast it's been great i feel like a lot of people would agree with me because i i know that knife angel the the impact has been very very great i mean look at look at the amnesty thing we had 53 people um come back to and over and over their knife to 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 you which is which is quite incredible like i never saw that happening so we can there can be more more can be done so what's the is there any other plan um, with the amnesty thing yeah, well, we were just discuss, uh, discussing this before, weren't we, James? I think, um, I mean, I think the thing to remember with that is it was only a Monday to Friday amnesty as well. You know, it wasn't a full month. Um, so I think we should do yeah. a full month. Yeah, James, are we are we going to do another one? Um, well, I had an email this morning, um, and I've set myself up for this doing this amnesty, yeah. and it was very stressful. I can tell you that. <laughs> but, um, you worked extremely hard, James. Not Thank as hard you. as you have. <laughs> but um, yeah. This talk, I'm getting emails now sort okay. of saying we need to do this again, multiple emails. So it's it's going to happen again. You know, it's a big positive. It's a, you know, it's a relief to know that those those weapons are off out of people's homes, off the streets. You know, it's a relief that they're there. So it's a big win for all round. I think um, the Knife Angel and the Amnesty. So yeah, build on that and we'll do it again mm-hmm. at some point. We'll be back, <laughs> James. <laughs> what's next for you? Um, yeah. Um, I've got the summer coming up, yeah. Um, so yeah, could end up anywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. Don't we all? <laughs> yeah. So the university closes soon. Um, yes. So yeah. 
Amazing. Thank you so much for doing this. I mean, it's big deal to have both of you sacrifice your time to come and talk about this. And of course, oh, properly sensitized. <laughs> sorry. Properly sensitized students about this. I think a lot of people need to know that it's a huge, huge crime moving around with any weapon as mm -hmm. such. And uh, what I've literally learned from this entire podcast is to know my trigger. But I feel like I'm a very cool person, so <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, constantly remind yourself that you can't. I mean, do this, and also, I think also what I've learned is that every crime or every violent activity comes with a very huge consequences, and which is really, really, really important to know. Um, I also feel like a lot of people, sh or a lot of students, should actually know that. Um, they can actually just stay away from going around with any weapon at all because at the end of the day, you don't even know, like, you don't know what, what's going to happen. Trust me. Yeah. Uh, so the best thing is don't even go around with it again. Also, what, what I've learned again would be that um, treat people with, with respect very importantly. And thank you both. <laughs> thank, thank you, you so us. much. Uh, this workshop was a very fun one and I'm grateful to both of you for it. Thank you for, to the University of Bradford to making this happen. Um, of course, we'll be releasing this audio and the video to loads of students so that everyone can learn from the experience, from Gucci's experience, which is a very tough one. Um, but it's still good to learn from it. Um, have had a great, great one, great one doing this with you guys. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, thank James. You. Thank, thank you so much. Um, take care of yourself and thank you so much for listening. <laughs>